Hello. Hello. How are you? Hello. I am not bad. Are you ready to do this? I am ready to do this. Let's do this, Viv. Okay. Hi, I'm Viv. Welcome to COVID Bites, a conversation where you don't have to shower or shave to pull up a chair. Coffee or wine is optional, but giving yourself 15 minutes to connect with others a must. This podcast is a daily check-in with friends from all over the world to understand their what's during this time. What do they miss? What have they learned? What are they grateful for or not? And who knows, maybe one of their what's could turn into a do for you too. Tonight, we are chatting to Dylan. He is a Minnesota native, but New Yorker by heart. He's lived on three continents and written two books. His day job is in supply chain, where he makes sure Costco is fully stocked on toilet paper and your local grocery store has enough rice and beans for any meal. He finished his MBA in marketing in December, congratulations, just before the pandemic took hold. He is married to an awesome woman and has a stepson who might just be the god of thunder. When he's not working or parenting, He loves to cook elaborate meals like brisket or leg of lamb or take in a show at the Jungle Theater or go to the opera. He loves bringing people together over food and drink, something that he misses greatly in the midst of all this craziness. And with that, hi, Dylan. Hi, Viv. How are you? I am okay. (laughs) Just okay. I like it. (laughs) <laughs> it's been it's been one of those weeks I really thought that I had you know COVID under control from a stay at home this is great you know got it all covered but week five seems to be a little bit of a rough week how about you <laughs> you know it's it's an adjustment it was nice that it like the weather turned nice but then I got stuck outside doing a bunch of chores where I didn't get to really just sit down and enjoy the change in weather, you know, like I was hoping to. (laughs) So all of a sudden you're wishing you're stuck back inside with nothing to do? (laughs) Well, I was hoping that like I could go outside and just enjoy the weather a little bit. And then, you know, tomorrow, the following days, do all the work, it's fine. But the first day would have been nice to like sip on some wine and relax and just enjoy like the warm weather, the breeze across your face. And enjoy some spring. It's spoken like a true yes. Minnesotan at this time of year. Oh. Um, so before we kind of dive into anything, um, I just wanted to mention, how's your job going? Because you mentioned um, keeping people fully stocked on toilet paper. And, and how's that really going, be keeping people stocked on toilet paper? Well, you have to think about it too. Like, so my <laughs> job, I work, I work at supply chain. And what okay. I do really is just try to basically get everyone what they need. The problem mm. that comes into play is that if they were like half the country is no longer shipping the goods they would, no one's making cars, no one's making airplanes, no one's making a lot of these other things that people would normally need. So you have really what people are looking for right now is food and medical supplies and basic toiletries that you would need for while you're at home. Cleaning supplies, yeah. you know, shampoo, conditioner. So you take a, a market that was set up to support, you know, a much broader array of things and much greater volume of things. And now all we have is this critical 50% of the market. So all the pricing that we've built everything on over the past, you know, 30, 40 years 
has yeah. gone out the window. And instead we're stuck with like everyone wants the same thing, everyone wants the same shipment they're trying to move. Everyone wants to do what they can to like help out, but you have ten times the trucks available for, you know, the normal shipments and it's just crashed the market. It's really unfortunately like what it's done is it's it's created a lot of issues on our side in terms of our business and like how are we going to move forward with this because we can't survive on our normal you know market supply and demand because supplies supply of trucks available to do any particular shipment is mm. you know 10 times what it used to be so like how do we really reconcile that because we've always based it on like supply and demand like up and down like the two levers pulling on each other for each yeah. region and now all of a sudden it's that's out the window and we don't it feels like we don't always know what to do to kind of write that shit because there's got to be a floor for to keep people in business yeah so i mean i know i kind of started it out as a joke statement but i mean are you guys just crazy busy right now what's work like right now in the supply chain world well in the supply chain world what it is is that we are crazy busy because we're working with our in what i do and like my company is in the middle between the shippers and receivers and the truck drivers and carriers who you know haul the freight who all the goods and service like fedex ups jb hunt and a lot of like smaller carriers you know all down the line yeah. So we're in between that and we help set all these things up and negotiate pricing and develop, you know, you know, whatever people need to make sure that things are delivered on time and in the way they're supposed to. And what hap- has happened is that we don't have nearly enough for anybody. So like we're having to work 10 times as hard for each of our smaller carriers just to get one shipment that is going to be a mm. below price from where they would normally be. So it's like having to work at below minimum wage, but having to work twice as long just for that same wage. For the same, yeah. Yeah, and it's like that's what we're dealing with. And Chris, it's unfortunate that, yes, gas prices and diesel prices have dropped, but what people don't realize is that insurance prices for cars and for trucks, commercial trucks, has increased 40% this year. So while, you know, they're saving a bunch of money on gas or diesel, they're losing a ton of money on the cost of insurance because that's just the way, the way things have gone. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's been a very difficult time to try to like balance it out and make sure that they're taking the truck drivers who are our front line, who are shipping all the stuff all over the U.S. to make sure we have food, toilet paper, etc. Yeah. you know, are taken care of because if we don't you know that's a pretty difficult situation to have to talk to everyone like hey we we didn't have enough money to pay them for these what they are really worth yeah um do you do you have you managed do you uh, let me try that again have you spoken to anyone kind of on the front line from a truck driver's standpoint or do you know of anyone who's who's kind of on that front line from a truck driver's standpoint oh yeah every day i mean i have more than a few that i work with it's like we work with from for instance really big companies all the way down mm. to owner operators which is basically like a mom and pop shop it'd be like a owner op which is basically like a small business 
It's one、yeah. person who drives around the country. And I have a few of them that I work with, and they're, you know, a lot of them are kind of good old boys, you know, that have been doing this for like 30 years, and they, it's just their passion. They love being able to drive around, they love running their own rig, their own truck,、mm. and,、mm. you know, managing it the way they think they need to. And just they trust me to basically find them, you know, you know loads that are shipments that work well for them and、yeah. that fit in within their, their economic scale. And, What I've found is that, you know, talking with them about things, they know the business. They've seen how it's been over years. You know, they've been through multiple depression type, you know, situations, and this is the worst it's ever seen for them. And、wow. you have many of them thinking, like, am I going to make it out of this? Because they have, to, like, this is a time when you think about it, in the summer months after Christmas, all the way to right, really right about now, you have. Nothing going on. I mean, you have a couple like sporting events, Super Bowl, March Madness, etc. But beyond、mm. that, there's nothing. And then you get to produce season, which is when like you start seeing fruits and vegetables growing out of Florida being shipped all over the country. And then、mm. also, what happens is a lot of like the goods, goods you get for back to school and for summer come over from China into California. Well, both of those things are pretty much sabotaged at this point. So,、yeah. their whole market has suddenly collapsed on them, and they're trying to figure out what's the best way forward to survive these next few months. Wow. It's, it's, an, it's interesting, and I'm so glad you brought that up because,、um, and this is you know, one of the reasons why we do these podcasts, touch bases, is just to hear the different stories. And up until this point, I hadn't even thought of. The people getting us the supplies in the grocery stores. You know, I mean, it, I mean it's, just, it's just an additional facet.、Um, so, in, in all of this crazy, what, what do you help?、Um, what do you do to help your sanity?、Uh, there's been a couple things. I, you know, one thing I've been trying to find like a path for me to do to like to exercise, for instance, like I've always been active and You know, I, I took a lot of steps when I was going to the office. We're right by a trail. It's、so、like over lunch, I could go for a long walk along this beautiful scenic、mm. trail that was, you were in the middle of winter, like it was snowstorming. I didn't care. Like it was kind of nice to go out there and be quiet and you know, maybe ever have one center, maybe just listen to like the sound of the wind. And it was good. But right now,、yeah. because of the way things are flowing, it's so much harder to do the same work that I do. That I can't take as many breaks as I would. Maybe I'd take like a go of like four or five minutes, like walk around a little bit. You know, like I,、yeah. I am I'm tall, I'm Scandinavian, you know, I plow through, you know, a lot of steps and like, like it would be good for me. And, but unfortunately, what's happened is that I'm stuck at my desk at my, in my home office trying to do the, you know, A minimal amount of work, not the minimal, but like I can't get to the minimum, you know, of like the work I'm supposed to be doing、mm. because、yeah. it's just like there's just so much more, there's so many more roadblocks in the way. And so I don't have the same activity that you'd normally do. When I'm done with work,、yeah. a lot of times I'm just exhausted and mentally and emotionally. That's been difficult to get on and do stuff. But what I have been doing that's been helping、yeah. is like、uh, trail running.、Um, 
my wife got like I told her I was interested in doing that and we were talking about ways I could try to stay in shape and she bought me a nice pair of trail running shoes and there's a, a place nearby called Richardson Nature Center and it's mm. easy to go out and get like two three miles of a run in at, at this place and it's beautiful and it's quiet you can't listen to music because it's in it's while it's in the city there's no cell phone towers nearby so you have to just literally just put everything away disconnect and actually go for a run and like you hear all the different animals and like sounds and it is beautiful and you it's a good run and i get you know a, a good amount of exercise so that's been like helpful for me in my terms of my sanity to try to get out there and run a little bit and try to reconnect with my surroundings beyond like uh, what's going on what's going on in the world what? yeah do you Dee, do you find that um covid has made you force like forcefully in a good way slow down and be more appreciative of your surroundings like with the nature piece and what i mean by that is so yes you're crazy busy and yes you know you have to you have to, have to be more specific about finding those sanity breaks but it sounds like what you're saying as well is that you know you're now being forced to kind of be even more in the moment is that a fair statement that yeah i would say it's a fair statement because i've seen about this too you know for uh, for a couple of weeks now is that yeah you know i was i finished my mba i was pushing for internal openings and positions i was trying to get and you mm. know it made me pause because like they obviously like most companies everything is clamped down because people don't know exactly how this is going to play out long term but for me what happened is that when, once some of that stuff happened I took the foot off the gas pedal and just allowed myself to enjoy where I was. Time with my wife, mm. time with my stepson, you know. I I don't get to spend time with friends, but like, you know, get to maybe appreciate the house and home that I've built over these past few years. Like it, you know, I spent three years going through this MBA and buried myself in it to try to make a better life for my family. And yeah, I, mm. I'm disappointed that I didn't have something better on the outside of it but at the same time mm. what happened is that by having this covid thing having this pandemic i got to take a step back and say okay i understand i can take a break i can take a deep breath and just appreciate my life and then refocus after that so like like in terms of the pandemic like really what i realized and i'm, I'm appreciating about it overall is that I get to appreciate that and I have not been as grateful about like the life that I've have until now mm. and like that's been something that's been good it's a excuse me but you can be able to be around people and uh, some people have come into my life and developed and you know my wife who I'm not saying I've neglected I haven't but like you know, appreciate some things that she's done or something some of my stepson does and you know it's it's just mm -hmm. like you miss some of these things when you're so focused on trying to maybe achieve a goal and this made me slow down a little bit well yeah completely and it's it's so interesting because um 
one of my other friends that I was talking to the other day, she was saying that what she's realized is we focus on, you know, the next thing and, you know, what we need and everything. And what mm-hmm. she's found is that this time has actually highlighted for her, like what we really don't need and has been a little bit more of an adjustment of focusing on where we should focus it. I was thinking about, to your point about your house, I was thinking about this today actually, where this is obviously the most time that I've been for, and I kind of say forced in air quotes, you know, in terms of, cause it's my own house, but forced to stay in your house. And it's actually getting to know a house that we've been in for a couple of years, but because life tends to be so busy the whole time, you never actually just sit and be. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that appreciation piece. Um, I, we're already at time and this, this time always just flies by so quickly. So, um, I'm going to give you one of two questions. Okay. It's the, the, the fork in the row question and I will let you choose, uh, which one you would like to answer or both. Um, the first one is if you had to wrap up this experience with a bow, um, how would you describe it 20 years from now? Or the second one is, um, what would you say to all the the truck drivers out there, or the people behind the scenes that we don't see that get ourselves um, that get things into stores for us? Uh, you know, I'll do both. And the first one I'm going to do 20 years from now is that one mm-hmm. of the things I will say is like one of the bright spots is you will be so thankful of the time you got actually got to spend with your family. I mean, we've had lunch every day together as a family during the week, you know, talking about each other's days, like, you know, my wife has put together like a menu of like leftovers and stuff that we all just could put it like your name by. And it's like, it's kind of mm. like a fun, like, like new <laughs> tradition you wouldn't expect. And it's just a beautiful thing because we all get to hang out and talk and like, even if only for like seven minutes because I, I usually eat and then go back to work right away. I don't take my lunch at that point. I'm just stopping for a quick meal. Yeah. And, you know, we talk, we have a conversation, we reconnect and we talk about things and everyone is kind of excited about what they're talking about, which, and it's in the middle of the day. And so like, it's, it's been a beautiful thing to make sure you stop and really appreciate your life. The other thing is like if we're talking mm-hmm. about two of the truck drivers and the frontline people who are doing what they do, there's no words that can express my gratitude for what they do. I mean, they are risking their lives for us and some of them aren't being paid very much at all. And it's kind of a crap situation and it's something that needs to be addressed, you know, sooner rather than later because it shouldn't be this way. I mean, if you want someone to risk their life for our basic necessities, they should be paid as such. I mean, it doesn't have to be a, you know, million dollar quarterback, but it should be a damn good living wage. And that's just not happening mm. right now for a lot of people, from grocery store workers to others. And like, I have a favorite, like, you know, liquor store I go to where they do a great job of, you know, picking out wines, beers, meats, cheeses, they have it all. And seeing some mm. of them react to me when I was talking to them, even from far away away, keeping their social distance, they're afraid. And if you come to work afraid every day, 
and people really that? appreciate what you do, you deserve yeah. a, a pay raise. <laughs> it shouldn't be it shouldn't <laughs> be a struggle like that. So that's it. I I appreciate what they do. Um, my fabulous friend. Um, in the beginning of the call, I mentioned how it had been kind of a rough week, and I just wanted to say thank you for giving us your time on the podcast because you've definitely changed that trajectory. Um, and I can't wait for us to get together for a leg of lamb. So, hey, thank, thank you. you very much, Riff. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And bye. bye. Dear.